Get your minds ready for today's podcast. We are excited to have you here with us today and we hope that you will find today's topic enlightening and useful. Hi everyone, welcome to our second proper podcast. Uh, today we have a wonderful guest, Mrs. Dejo Lula. You'll hear her voice shortly. Um, I'm sure you've already noticed that we're talking about parenting with postpartum depression. She's our expert for today. Uh, she's our es- expert primarily because first she's a mom. Um, and also she has some knowledge to share with us on what postpartum depression is. Now, for those of us that aren't clear, I'm sure we, we've heard of depression, but maybe not so much postpartum depression. Um, just a brief for you to be aware of what it is. It's basically depression that um, typically a parent will have um, after having also, you know, after having given birth. So they'll typically depression symptoms which include depressed mood loss of interest in activities um, and several other physical and emotional symptoms we'll talk about them as we go so that you guys have an idea of it of course postpartum depression is slightly different because it has other um, elements that depression doesn't and it is also different from baby blues but we'll get to that we'll talk about that just now Um, so maybe Tejo if you can um, I didn't ask you to say hi to our listeners. I'm sorry about that. Can you say hi to our listeners? Hi, hi, everybody. Um, I'm so glad to be chatting about this topic. I'm also glad you're here. By the way, for those of us that aren't aware, Tejo has her own Instagram page and she has a blog as well. Tejo, can you tell us a little bit about that before we start? Right. I am a big advocate for guilt-free motherhood. And mm. what real motherhood looks like beyond the Instagram, you know, yes. Yeah. So um, that is mainly what I blog about, about the, the realness of motherhood and trying to beat mom guilt, which is something I still struggle with to this day. Mm. I mean, I'm glad you're saying that because, I mean, speaking of Instagram, when we're on Instagram, we see all these beautiful pictures and, you know, of babies and their parents and everyone seems happy. But what we don't see is is the stress and the sleepless nights that mothers and fathers will have because the baby cries every hour, if not more. So, I mean, I'm glad you're mentioning that. And that's why we're having this podcast, because we want to just demystify things and have people be more aware of of, of what parenting can actually be. I mean, I'm wondering, what were your expectations around mothering before, before you became a mother? What did you expect it would be like? And was it exactly what you expected? Oh, I thought mothering would be beautiful. It would be the most awesome thing to happen to me. I Mm. thought me and my child would just do this thing me and daddy would just blend into what we've yeah. seen even my mom and my mother-in-law had told me how beautiful it is and mm. yeah no 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 sorry um that is not the reality of things it's not just beautiful bed and roses look you fall in yeah. love with the baby from that first moment you are in love mm. but it's like real love doesn't come with just roses and perfume it comes with nope yeah yeah so I mean I I guess it was a little bit more complicated for you 
was a lot more complicated. I remember okay. saying to my mom in the first two days after mm. I came back from hospital, Mama, you didn't tell me. I, mm. I, I, can't, I can't say that to this day. There's so many things. Like, but you didn't say. You didn't tell me. You didn't warn me. You know? mm. <laughs> yeah, no, I can imagine. What What did she say when you said she, you know, she didn't tell you? She laughed a bit and yeah. said, I couldn't tell you everything. You'd probably never have children if I told you everything. Mm. So, I mean, Seho, I mean, for you, you know, as having said, you're an expert as well. Um, I think expert comes, being an expert comes with experience, right? In terms of what it means to be a mother and us talking about, you know, postpartum uh, depression. Um, yeah. And, and I'm wondering with regards to that, what your experience was like. Okay. So for me, postpartum depression hit me like somebody hit me with a baseball bat. I didn't yeah. see it coming. Mm mainly because it wasn't my first child when mm. I experienced this absolutely odd phenomenon. So yeah. firstly, it, it wasn't my first child. Secondly, because I exhibited symptoms or rather I was properly aware of it when my child was about two months old. Mm. Now, according to me, eight weeks, he's already old enough. I mean, why am I I'm beyond the baby blues stage as yeah. described in the textbooks? So what's going yeah. on? Mm. And thirdly, um, I am a Christian. I'm as Christian as the next person mm. could mm. be. So, you know, Jesus is my rock. Why are you anxious for anything? You know, Philippians mm. 4, verse 6. And I repeated that verse over and over. And yeah. while you're in the middle of an anxiety attack, you're thinking, okay, but what's happening? Mm. You know? So, I mean, I and, think what you're saying is, oh, sorry, I'm disturbing you. Yes. <laughs> no, I was just ending off by saying, and, and that for me, those three things are what made the whole shock of, of postpartum depression even harder is because yeah. it didn't make any sense to me. I think what you're saying is so important because, you know, we, we, we really don't see it coming. And I think, you know, you mentioned it wasn't the typical baby blues. For those of us that don't know, typically we expect baby blues. You might have symptoms like you have your crying spells, you have your irritability, mm -hmm. your nervousness, your poor sleep, some emotional reactivity and, and, and stuff like that. Uh, but typically it won't, as you're saying, it won't get to two months. You won't have those symptoms for up to two months. Um, yeah they'll probably have ended or resolve in a week or two, maybe even the month, but you'll be fine. Um, and like you're saying, you'll be used to the baby now. So you're used to, you have, you have a, a schedule and things are a bit more comfortable. Um, and you also mentioned some anxiety, you know, for, for those of us that aren't aware, typically um, illnesses like depression, they'll come with anxiety. And you'll have your anxiety attacks or your panic attacks. Um, and, and that's what can also make it a bit more distressing because on one minute you're dealing with these low moods that maybe make it hard for you to take care of the baby. The next minute you're having panic attacks and you're struggling to breathe. So you're dealing with two things, two big things at once. Yes. So it's mm -hmm. actually, it's actually very, very difficult. Um, did did people around you notice what was going on with you? What what your symptoms and everything that something was unusual? My sister did. My younger sister, um, mm -hmm. when 
the baby was a, a month old. Um, mm. I remember posting a picture on social media. I, I had not posted a picture of my son on social media at all. Firstly, mm. that was very much unlikely. But um, when I finally did, I was celebrating his being one month. And mm. I, um, I only posted like the top half of his head. So you couldn't actually see his face. Yeah. And she said to me, what's going on? Are you not excited about this one month? Are you hiding your baby? Is there a specific reason? Mm. And um, I was like, no, I just couldn't find a better picture. Um, mm. By the way, I thought my baby was not the prettiest thing ever at the time. I thought, this is not a face for TV. So... <laughs> Mm. I, I figured, you know, if, if this is a face that only a mom can love, and I, I'll, I'll keep it that way. But apparently, that was one of the signs, and she noticed that and said to me, um, "Have you ever considered postpartum depression?" And I said, "No, because I don't have it." Mm. And she she left it at that for a moment, but she kept checking on me because, as an experienced person and as somebody who um, yeah. studied psychology. She mm. understands these things. So she just kept checking on me ever so lightly, just not to irritate me. But eventually mm. she said, uh-uh, you're not okay. What is it like, you know, receiving that feedback from her that, you know, something is going on? What was that like for you? I think at first I was very unhappy with it. I was very yeah. uncomfortable with the notion that, I mean, I'm not a first time mom. I know what I'm doing. So when you say postpartum depression, I've got all the support I need. My husband is very hands-on. I've got support. I've got all of these things that I should have. So why would Mm. you even think that I'm dealing with something like that? I'm not crazy. Mm. And I guess that's, that's, you know, that's the interesting thing because, you know, with, with mental illness, you know, I don't expect, for example, I'm a psychologist. So I would say to myself, I would never be depressed or I should never be depressed. But the irony is that everyone, every single person on earth is susceptible to like depression. Depression finds us all somehow. (laughs) I don't know why, but it finds us. And, and, and it's hard sometimes when we, when we see that, oh, you know what, actually maybe I am. And that feedback because I guess what you're saying is quite interesting and it's actually informative because maybe it highlights that all of us should actually just be aware that you know those symptoms those symptoms mean something exactly um the 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 symptoms mean something but also uh we shouldn't just try and think ourselves out of it you know it's not something Mm. you can talk yourself out of or think yourself out of take take yeah. um, outside observations seriously yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and I mean after you started talking to your sister about it um, when did you start actually seeking out you know I'll say with what you're saying the the treatment that means that you're not just thinking yourself out of it and not just praying it away because you know <laughs> yeah. typically as Christians we believe that I'll pray, I'll be fine. Jesus will come with his angels around me. <laughs> Holy fire that yeah. makes the sense go. You know, what was your process? So after my third panic attack, yes, the yeah. third one, 
um that mm. third anxiety attack was was pretty bad um and it was at my mom's place and her seeing me unable to breathe and all of that she mm. rushed me off to the hospital and while they were trying to figure out what was going on they checked my saturation and my, the oxygen in my blood and all of that to make sure that I'm actually getting air um mm. the doctor then came to me to ask me if I've heard of postpartum depression mm-hmm. I now, mind you, I'm hearing this for the second time from somebody mm. outside of me. Mm. And um, I squinted a little bit and I said, yes, I've heard of it, but um, so what, you know? And immediately my mother jumped in to say, no, 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 this is not it. She has mm. got a lot of support. She has got a lot of help. Yeah. Um, so she's not that, you know, couldn't mm. even actually say it out loud with her mouth. She's like, no she's no not that yeah and um after my mom left the room the doctor stayed behind to say to me look I know what your mom said and I know what you said but um all your signs and symptoms and your explanation of what happens really does lead to this um Mm. please do consider seeing somebody um getting a bit of help he also took me through uh, just a basic very explanation of what postpartum depression is and how mm. I did not bring it upon myself yes. I could not have done anything myself to bring it or get rid of it absolutely you know, the fact that it is mm. an imbalance chemically mm. and yeah after that he said to me listen go through see your gynae if you don't want to see you know a psychiatrist or something like that see your gynae and he will tell you exactly where to go and what to do and that was my first step towards getting help mm. I mean, what you're saying again is such a big thing. You know, you're mentioning this the support thing a second time. For some people, that is a risk factor when they don't have the support of the, mm. you know, the other parent or other family members. Um, I was actually reading an article about a lady from Tembisa, who, you know, she ended up she ended up killing her child uh, because I would say, I mean, it's not in the article, of course, because articles don't, but. Um, I would say she was depressed. She had postpartum depression because she had a lack of support. But even though that was her case, and she was, you know, she was sent to jail for 10 years. They had initially wanted to send her to jail for life. Um, Even though that's the case for her, I think what you're saying is so important because it highlights the fact that you can still have the support. The people can be there. Your mom can be there. Um, Other family members can be there. But it doesn't mean you won't have um, postpartum depression. You you can still have it. And another important thing you said, that it's not something you bring on yourself. You know, Mm. it's not like we we sleep one day and we say, when I wake up tomorrow, I want to be depressed. No one wants that. No one wants to experience that. So we we don't try bring it on ourselves, nor do we. it's it's a really difficult experience and you and you experience it so what you're saying is such an important thing and and it sounds like having that conversation with that doctor to just remind you of that was useful probably um and and what was the process like then when you did start seeing someone properly um doing the work i presume there was medication maybe that might have been involved i'm not sure because you might have been still breastfeeding um, but what was the the process like for you? 
Okay, so the process, in fact, before I even, you know, uh, um, um, get into the process, one thing that yes, I, yes. I, I, I want to, to say, and I think it's very important when it comes to postpartum mm. depression, we know postpartum depression, like you said, is the person who doesn't want to touch their baby, doesn't, yeah. you know, what, wants to kill their baby or whatnot, but that's not where it starts. And that, that, that mm. was the important thing for me to realize going mm. into getting help was that, mm. um, I needed to look at the small signs. We didn't have to go all the way to me wanting to smother my child. Mm, um, mm. Immediately after feeding my baby, I would put him down. And in my head, I was saying, no, I don't want him to get used to being held. And I wasn't mm. moved by him, you know, crying or not being happy. I was like, you sit there and, you know, I, I, mm. I, I, I was struggling to find that bond thing. You know, that thing where you just don't yeah. want to put the baby down. I was struggling yeah. to find it. And I remember two weeks after having a child, I called, um, after he was born, I called my the very same sister and I said, dude, I have another mm. baby. As if it only hit me two weeks after giving birth. Mm. Mm. I'd been pregnant for the whole um, duration and given birth and gone two weeks. And only then I was like, dude, mm. I'm a mom of two as in I have another child, you know? So, that that is something that that for me was was quite important to say. Yes, you need to get help even now when you're not trying to kill your child. Yes. So getting into the step of of getting help, um, I did go through and saw my gynae who prescribed for me um, a light antidepressant that mm. would be okay for having uh, for being a breastfeeding mom. And one thing he did say to me was, you take it even when you're feeling better. The fact that you're feeling yes. better means it's working. Doesn't mean now mm. you stop because you're feeling better. That is yes. it working. Um, mm. He did give it to me on a limited time and uh, refer me to a psychiatrist. And mm. We, mm. we went through that process of being medicated first. Um, and then my psychiatrist then referred me to a psychologist Mm. to deal with the triggers to deal with mm. the actual problem behind the mm. problem because once you've dealt with um the chemical imbalance medically uh, or rather using medication then you still have to go back and deal with the psychological aspect of things so that you don't mm. find yourself in mm. so, so i mean that, mm. i think i mean that's 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 such a you know a number of really good points that it doesn't yeah. have to be an extreme case of now I'm killing my baby or I'm even thinking of killing my baby. That sometimes it's just me not attaching or me, um, you know, being distant from my baby. More so maybe if I've had experience with my previous baby than I was with my previous baby. And yeah. um, I mean, with that said, I mean, I'm wondering, having done all the work that you sound like you did, um, what... If you compared yourself uh, yes. after the work or during even the work, maybe from before, you know, you are as a mother, as an individual, as a wife, um, or mm -hmm. all of that, do you think you've experienced any particular changes? Oh, definitely. I have experienced changes. Um, mm. Even before the work was done, I don't think I'm the same person I was from before it, during yeah. and as compared to what I am now. I'm much more aware 
mm. of of myself and the things around me and how things affect me i'm much more kinder to myself because mm. i understand um i we don't we don't bring these things upon ourselves there's nothing you can do no. to think it in or think it out mm. but but also i am i'm also a bit more understanding of the people around me you know outside mm. of me and i can be able to to check myself if something makes me unhappy i'm able to ask myself is it making me unhappy because i'm unhappy or is it actually you know an external force am mm. i for example am i taking offense while it's sitting there or mm. am i actually being offended by somebody else you know um at the time while i was dealing with all of this and trying to go through it i i would get very upset that nobody's coming to see me nobody's coming mm. to see my baby you know mm. the people i expected to come they're not coming and spending hours with me and people are going out and having their own lives and i remember sitting and crying my friends met and you know they had a nice time at a restaurant now obviously i have a brand new baby nobody's going to think to say it's all come in let's hang out at a restaurant yeah yeah but i was so bothered i sat and i cried cried for mm. long and to me it made mm. sense you know they're being mm. so mean mm. they're horrible <laughs> <laughs> and mm. and sense they are doing what they've been doing what you guys always do together they are being sensitive to the fact that you can't come mm. and now mm. i'm able to look at things um i've had another baby since my third child and with that i was able to look and say actually people are living their own lives they're going through the most and dealing with what they're dealing with and yeah. so am i and it's okay you know as long mm. as i do what i need to do for me and i'm aware of myself and my surroundings i'm able to be sensitive and say no i think i'm going down i'm dipping again i can go yeah. back to my medication um i can go back to the skills that um the psychologists had given me to deal with this and different things when i see a trigger coming you know i can yeah. deal slowly but surely get mm. back to you know, the mindset that I need to be in order to be healthy and if I can see mm. that the, the, the advice and the tricks if I can say that I was using are not working I'm able to say no this one is beyond me this one needs medication mm. I mean it sounds like you're 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 quite empowered right now then um it sounds like you're you're empowered you're informed about you know, not just the postpartum depression part of things, but also about yourself. And and I think, you know, that's why I always tell people, I always say, if you can go to therapy, go to therapy, even when there's nothing wrong, because you gain all of these insights about yourself that make you aware of, uh, of, of why, as you're saying, you feel angry about something. And Typically, when you feel angry about that thing, it makes sense until maybe you take it to therapy and you sit with it for a little bit. And then you're like, wait, um, this is what's happening. Uh, yeah. Or you sit with your husband and you say, oh, wait, this is actually what's happening. And and I mean, sometimes actually when we when we are depressed, things um, the way we perceive things is less accurate than if I'm not depressed or it hurts me more than if I'm yeah. not depressed. And and that's the interesting thing about depression that, you know, I always say it's an interesting illness because the way it, it functions, it's to make you sadder all the time um, or to keep you in that space in some way. It's quite interesting. Um, so, I mean, what you're saying is so informative, in my opinion. Uh, I mm. think it's quite enlightening. I think 
it's so important to seek out mental health assistance. It's so important to to do it even when it's uncomfortable um, because you grow from it. And I guess that's what you're saying, that you, you've you grown. That's what I'm hearing. Very, um, very much so. Very much so. Mm, mm. I think that the thing about it, and, and you just said it now, um, it's an illness that, it's an illness that, and if it, once we can start, talking about depression, any form of depression as an illness, mm. we can start mm. dealing with it and treating it as yeah. such, you know, you, you, and, and it's, it's said so many times, I don't know whether people actually hear it to say, you don't go, you don't try and think your way out of a broken link. Mm -mm. You, know, mm. you don't exactly. try to think your way out of a flu. Mm. You mm -hmm. get up and you go and you get medicated or you, you know, go and get a shot or whatever it is that you need to do. And the moment we start thinking of mental illness as an attitude adjustment problem, you know, then then we are headed for for murky waters. We are in trouble. Yeah. And and, and that's what what you're saying to say if we can deal with it as an as an illness. It's a, it's an illness. It's just a it different is. part of the body. Mm. And it's and in the you brain. deal with it. <laughs> Exactly. It's, it's an illness that is in the brain, unlike mm. an illness that is in your toe, you know, yeah. so mm. you, you want to be able to, to treat it as such and um, healing then comes from there, from, from mm. being aware of it being an illness and not a, a, you know, mind over matter thing, because I tried the mind yeah. over matter thing um, until I understood that this is a, 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 a hormonal imbalance, this is chemical, this is physical. Yeah. It's, yep. it's it's not something you can mind over matter because you can you can go for a couple of days with mind over matter but you, it'll pull you right back in mm -hmm. absolutely yeah. it's complicated and has to be also yeah i think what i'm hearing about your journey that dealt with it you went for your prescribed medication just because you're being oh doesn't mean you now need to stop you know, taking the medication. It has to be in consultation with your psychiatrist. For those of you that are listening, whenever you're on medication, you can't just stop taking the medication if it's psychiatric. You have to go and consult first to make sure that at least you're being weaned off rather than immediately taken off because then it will do more damage than good. Um, so, oh, I mean, um, yes. can I say I learned that the hard way? Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I'm fine. Um, mm. I don't want to be a junkie, a druggie, some antidepressant zombie. Um, mm. I'm feeling okay. I'm going to stop. And mm. the dip, you feel quite quickly. You feel yourself dropping again. You feel yourself, you see yourself taking things uh, extra, you know, you're extra sensitive. And immediately, mm. I, thought, uh, I can see where this is mm. going. Mm. And that's the interesting thing. A lot of people stop when they start feeling this it's so common but it's you know it's not obvious actually you don't think it's obvious but it's not the obvious. as you're saying the dip does come quite quickly for many people um so we have to stay in contact with those professionals that we work with uh because because there's a reason there's a reason they say don't don't just stop yet let's work through it together because mental illness, yeah. I, I want to highlight mental illness, you do not deal with it on your own. You should not, even if it's in your brain, it's inside of you. You can't be working on it on your own, which is why what you're saying, the thinking it away um, 
it doesn't work because it's something that you have to work with with other people because you yes. can't carry yourself sometimes as much as you want to you can't <laughs> so yeah strong woman in Bogoto vibe no yeah no we, mm-hmm. it's okay <laughs> sometimes in Bogoto needs a break so it's okay right? so I mean with that said um I mean, I don't have any more questions for you. I don't know if you have any closing comments for our listeners, something that you think um, we need to be aware of pertaining to, you know, postpartum depression. I do. Um, Yes. And I might have touched a little bit on it, but even if it's not a, you know, a a postpartum depression issue for yourself, Mm. it's always good to to see other moms around you. I mean, moms should be there to help other moms mm. and mm. see other moms around you and just have that radar be extra sensitive to say, mommy, are you feeling okay? You know, you, you are tired, we know, but is it more than mm. just tired? And be mm. able to help each other. And also remember, yeah. postpartum depression does not rear its ugly head just in that first month or first two months. There are people who mm-hmm. only start to, experience or deal with it six months down the line yeah people who are still dealing with it and the child is starting to walk you know Mm -hmm. there is no limit on time yeah absolutely if if, if it's a lot it's a lot this there's moms and we've read articles and I've, i've you know submerged myself into some of this stuff quite a bit um a mom who will have a two month old and three older children and just wipe everybody out Mm-hmm. and nobody actually thinks and they say this cruel woman and she was demon possessed or whatever it is mm. that they've got to do. we need to be a little kinder to each other and a little more you know observant to see what 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 is going on you know if she has a two-month-old the, the thought process of somebody who is going through postpartum depression is not the same as somebody who is just enjoying the yeah. fact that they've got a new baby um yeah you want your baby to, to have better. And sometimes you feel like you are not that better. You are mm. incapable. The mind is doing all sorts of things. And so we just need to be that extra sensitive towards each other, extra sensitive towards ourselves and just that extra helping hand. And sometimes just helping out by coming over and taking the baby and letting yeah. mom sleep. Mm. You know, don't, don't think- come for a visit. <laughs> And expect to be served. <laughs> you, must come, you must come to help. Come in, say, uh, listen, thank you. We've seen you. Have you pumped for the baby or have you fed the baby? Bring it here. I will put it to sleep. You go take a nap. Those mm. kinds of things go such a long way. And if you do know of a mom who's struggling with postpartum depression, tell them there's only one way. Mm. All the tricks in the book do not work. Get help. That's the only thing yes. you can do. Get Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your words of your words of wisdom. Um, I, I, I pray it goes a long way. I hope it goes a long way. We hope listeners that it's been very useful for you. I personally have been quite informed and learned a lot. Um, even though I already know about postpartum depression, I think there's something that comes with a person telling you what us um it it's 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 enlightening so we hope that today's podcast has been quite enlightening for you we hope that you'll also start your own podcast for 
our mothers out there um, to listen since you already have a blog. Um, and we will keep you, you know, we'll, listeners will let you know if she does start one um, so that you can go right ahead and listen in on those uh, podcasts. But we'll also be sharing her Instagram. We'll tag her, her Instagram page for you to follow her. Again, Sejo, thank you so much for joining us today. We thoroughly, I thoroughly appreciate it. Um, and we'll chat soon. Wonderful. Thank you so much for this platform. I see it helping a lot, a lot of yeah. people. Because, I mean, awareness is, is the first step towards, you know, sorting out the problem. Thank you very much. Thanks, Sejo. Uh, so Ooh. with that, we'll say bye. Bye, Sejo. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us on our recording today on Parenting with Postpartum Depression. We hope it was as enlightening for you as it was for us. There's always something to learn, even when you think you know it all. And so we thank Tejo as well for having joined us. If you have any other questions or would like to know more about postpartum depression, follow us on Instagram. Um, just search Mental Health Awareness and Renewal Program. You're bound to find us there. And we will have the signs and symptoms posted up for you to check out and take note of. Um, and just a reminder, your mental health matters. Take care of yourself.